0: Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the All Might Be Edified, discussions on servant leadership. I'm Keith Pankow, the host of this podcast, and I have the wonderful privilege to be here with Shanna M. Farmer, president and CEO of United Way of Pueblo County. She has extensive experience working in Southern Colorado and has dedicated her career to this community. She was born and raised in Pueblo, Colorado, and has served as a board member for several nonprofit organizations and has volunteered thousands of hours to local and statewide nonprofit organizations. Shanna has a Master of Arts in Organizational Leadership from Gonzaga University. During graduate school, she earned a Servant Leadership Certificate from Research in Service Learning and Studies in Service-Based Leadership Practices. She received her undergraduate degree from Colorado State University Pueblo in Political Science with minors in Mass Communication and Leadership Studies. Since 2015, Shanna has been an adjunct faculty member at CSU Pueblo in the President's Leadership Program. Shanna is married to Sean T. Wolf, and they are the proud parents of several rescued special needs dogs and cats. In her free time, she enjoys spending time with her family, bike riding, photography, and traveling. Well, welcome, Shanna. It's so nice to have you on the podcast today.
1: Well, thank you, Keith. It is so nice to be here and to reconnect with you.
0: Wow, it's such a great opportunity. We first met at Gonzaga University, I think early in the program, actually, when we were both going through and we had this class where we got to learn leadership from different perspectives, from an artist and from monks and monasteries. We learned all these different ideas behind leadership. And and it was a wonderful experience for me. And I think when you were there or during that time frame, I you also wrote a column, Leading the Leader Within. Is that true?
1: I did. Yes. I was inspired as we were in the program to start writing a column for Accolades Magazine, which was a magazine here in Pueblo, Colorado, that was geared towards high schoolers and their families. And so I thought that would be a really good place to start talking about self-leadership and servant leadership.
0: That's just wonderful. And I think that oftentimes we think of leadership in a very limiting context. So how would you describe how you think about leadership and especially, you know, starting with leading self and then moving on to leading others?
1: Yeah, you know, you make such a great point that so often I think we assume that to be a leader, you have to be in charge of a lot of people and a lot of money in a big organization. And that's just not true. We all have the capacity and the ability and the duty, I think, to be leaders. And so leadership can look Very different depending on where you are in your life and your career, but it's everywhere. It's all around us. And so it really does start with ourselves and how do we view the world and how do we want other people to see us and interact with us and what kind of legacy and difference do we want to make? And to me, that's really where leadership starts is within.
0: I agree. That's such a wonderful way to look at it. And, you know, it's interesting, I, as I was looking at your bio and thinking about it, what a wonderful natural representation of servant leadership that you and your husband rescue special needs dogs and cats. I imagine that that's not an easy endeavor a lot of times.
1: To say the least, no. And, you know, but it's, it's amazing what we get from it. Yeah, we, we do put a lot of our time and resources into rescuing these animals. We have two cats that are blind. One has no eyes. We have um, two cats that have suffered brain damage for different reasons. Um, We have dogs that require certain special diets and medications. And yes, it, you know, they are our kids. We don't have human kids of our own, but what we get out of giving of ourselves is so much more than we could ever do. And it's just so rewarding to see these animals who might've otherwise not had a chance, have that chance because we're willing to give it to them.
0: Yeah, that's such a wonderful trait that you exhibit there. And as you were talking, I was thinking, well, it really starts with leading yourself first. You had to be able to establish a lifestyle, an emotional state that you could be prepared to do something like that, to give back. And then I also think it goes a little bit further by showing the nature of what I would define servant leadership to be is is really trying to help everyone around you become the best versions of themselves. And that's a simple way that I look at servant leadership, but it's just one way. But I think even with these animals, you can look at how you're helping them become the best version of themselves through giving them this care and time. And I think that you started, you showed this natural progression of leading yourself and then getting yourself to where you could help others. And I know you help a lot more than just these rescued pets, but I just thought it was such a natural representation that people wouldn't necessarily think about in a leadership context. So I wanted to point it out.
1: Yeah, thank you for pointing that out. And, you know, the way you say that is is so beautiful to hear that, you know, because I also think about how they have developed me, they and the animals, but certainly all the other work that I've done, but how they have really helped to develop me as that compassionate person that I strive to be that I really do learn from them. And I think that's a good lesson that we really can learn from anyone and everything around us, you know, from the people and leaders that we look up to but also to the the blind cat that we rescue from the shelter that might not have had a chance otherwise.
0: Yeah, that's a wonderful point. We really do grow and learn from all the people we help when we're exhibiting servant leadership and many other forms of leadership, but definitely if we're truly exercising servant leadership, we're often getting as much if not more back through the experience, and that's a wonderful thought that you just shared there.
1: Yeah. And I think that goes to Humility and being humble. And those are really important elements, I think, of servant leadership. But it's that we really can learn from everyone and that we're willing to.
0: I love it. I love it. And your professional career right now, you've had many opportunities to serve the people around you and in your community. And you're currently with United Way of Pueblo. And I have here that the mission of United Way is to serve as a trusted leader in the community by leveraging resources in support of collaborative solutions. I want to break this down a little bit and talk about it. I think this is super important, especially as a servant leader, to be a trusted leader because you can't really help people if they don't trust you. So how do you go about, not just in your professional career, I think you can tie it in to United Way if you want, but what in your mind helps you build and become a trusted leader?
1: So this has been a really long process that we've been going through on our strategic plan for the last year. And so the mission that you just shared, Keith, is... Brand new. It's just was approved by the board this year. And so going to your question about how do you become that trusted leader? Well, it's, it's not saying you're a trusted leader. You know, obviously we're posting that and that's part of our mission, but it's really about building consensus and working with the community and being part of the community and hearing and being the voice, but also hearing the voices in the community. And so being that trusted leader, our goal is that other organizations, individuals, and the community at large really looks to us as a resource and as someone who they value for what we can offer, but also that we are there to listen and hear and implement things that are important to the community. So I think it goes both ways. If you're going to be that trusted leader, you have to be open again to learning and being humble. And really taking in what others have to say, because expertise does not come from just a title or an organization or a degree. Expertise comes from experiences lived. And so depending on what issue we're talking about, really going to the experts, whatever that looks like.
0: That's a fascinating thought. And so often in today's world, we talk about how disconnected we can be from true science and discussion points. And it's so interesting that you make this combination, even when in leadership to go to the experts, to build trust, because there's so many in today's world, this mass information world, oftentimes we call it the information era. I'd often think of it as the misinformation era, because there's just so much bad information out there. And to go to the experts, I think is a valuable thought to build that trust. And also not just through a title or through a position, but through work and collaboration and engagement. And I think that's so important to build that trust. And especially when you are looking at a community too, and kind of going back with leading the leader within, if you're doing a good job leading yourself, you're usually going to be put in situations to lead others or to have an excess of resources. And so when that happens, the hope for servant leaders and those of us that practice servant is you're going to look for ways to give back, whether that's through service, whether that's through donations, whether that's just looking at broader ways to impact the community as a whole. And United Way has got a great reputation of doing just that. And so I think it's great that you're not just settling on the brand of United Way, but you're looking at how can we make United Way of Pueblo that much better, that much more trusted in this community. And that's just inspiring.
1: Well, thank you. And, you know, we're so lucky to be part of a community that does so many amazing things and has so many great leaders and people who care and are willing to give up their time, their talent, their treasure. And, you know, we wouldn't be the organization we are without that community around us. And so we're very lucky. And I think that's one thing I really love about United Way just in general. There's over twelve hundred United Ways all over the globe. And every United Way looks different because it is built around and with and in partnership of each community that we're serving.
0: That's very important. I'm glad that you pointed that out. And that's in connection, I think, a little bit with what we talked about as we were preparing to hit record and talking about some things we might talk about or discuss. And that's this idea of a broad background and in, in this minor leadership studies that you help with in CSU Pueblo. And, you know, I love this idea and I want to dive into it a little bit more. So I'm trying to give a little more background to the listener so they knew what we were talking about. But I love this idea of meeting the needs of the community, of meeting what that looks like, who makes up that community, what their cultures are, what their biases are, what their needs are, you know, what does that look like and how do we mold our organization to fit the needs of the community we're trying to fill. You know, that word community can be broad, but think it, at its root definition, when we build an organization, we have a community in mind we're trying to fill or to model or to bring into fold. So how do you best meet the needs of that community as you build that organization?
1: And that's where it starts with developing trust, developing trust that the community is going to share what they need with you, trust that as an organization, you know, that has a pretty well-known brand that trusts that we are there to listen and to really respond. I think that's something else that's really impactful about the work of United Way at Pueblo County, but I think United Ways in general, that, you know, we rise in times of crisis. And so whatever that might be, and there are always needs, and there are always, you know, crisis, but how do we respond, and how do we work to make sure that it's it's with, that we're not doing to, but that we're doing with the community?
0: I like that a lot, and doing with is kind of goes off that collaborative solutions as part of your mission statement, right? So collaborative solutions is super important, so you bring the partners together, whoever they may be, And everyone has a stake in the community of some degree. And so helping them see that, that helps bring them together. And I think in a better way. And I love the work that you do at CSU Pueblo. And just for the, the listeners benefit, would you describe kind of the role you play as an adjunct faculty member there?
1: Yeah, so it's been such an honor because I started out as a student in this program many years ago and really valued the education, but the experiences and the networking that I got from being part of the president's leadership program. And the program is designed as a minor in leadership studies, as you mentioned. And so students enter in their first year as a cohort and they go through the program and it's part of the four-year program, but they ultimately get that minor in leadership and so the really great thing i think for both the students uh, in terms of what they're giving but what they're getting is it's students from all different majors and all different backgrounds and so it really embeds this idea that leadership is everywhere and that everyone can be a leader and so developing those skills through the minor in their undergraduate studies is just such a great concept and so Fast forward a few years later. So I actually I'll backtrack just a little bit if that's okay. So I majored in political science and was working campaigns. And I'm really thankful for that leadership background and and having that minor because, you know, times change. And when you work in the political world, if you lose an election, you lose your job. And so you are then having to kind of figure out what the next step is. And I think having that leadership background really helped me kind of take the next step. And so I worked campaigns and I even ran a campaign, worked as a congressional staffer. But then after kind of that was behind me, looking at what can I do to impact the community in maybe a different way? You know, I'd I'd worked on kind of the political legislative side, but what could I do next? And So, I ended up working at CSU Pueblo, working with faculty and students to do community based research work. And so that was really at the heart of it working to better the community, but in partnership and back to that concept of not doing to, but doing with. And so, research that really was mutually beneficial. And at that point in time, I reconnected with the program, the President's Leadership Program, and was asked if I would be interested in serving as an adjunct faculty member. And so, since 2015, I have taught, I started teaching the sophomore class, which is about leadership and service organizations. And the last couple of years, I've taught the junior class, which is the team practicum. And so really, they take on a project as a group. And so working through the different elements of team dynamics and what that looks like. But the project always has to be centered on doing something positive for the community. And so it was just full circle, I think, of, you know, having that background and seeing the value of that minor and then being able to give back through teaching.
0: That's wonderful. And what a perfect microcosm of everything we're talking about. You take these different individuals and different programs and different majors who have to lead themselves in their own program. They then bring them this to the collaborative environment, and you have them work together, and then you even have them give back. And so they're, they're moving beyond this leading self to leading team, to leading others, and leading the community in this nice natural progression that's just beautiful. I wish more programs did it. And actually, there's some research that shows that there's not enough leadership opportunities for college students out there. For any of you listening, they're looking to develop more opportunities for college grads or college students. And, Dr. Krista Kirsch and Dr. Janet Peters from University of Wisconsin and University or Washington State University, respectively, document this research and said, when talking about servant leadership and authentic leadership, they say both represent more inclusive and humanized approaches to leadership and seem useful for guiding student leadership development and i love that thought and this program exhibits that it's very servant leadership very authentic leadership grounded and it helps them in their own development so what a wonderful initiative
1: you know it really is a great opportunity and I'm really proud because I think it takes all of us to create these opportunities for recent graduates, for our young people. And so, United Way Public County actually last summer, we launched a pilot program, and it was our Community Impact Fellowship Program. And the idea behind that was to bring in students. We started with one student last year, and we hope to grow it. But developing a program where students who are interested in public service can connect either right at the end of their college career or as they start their professional career with the nonprofit community and learn skills that will help them take that next step to finding their job or finding their next job. And so it's an opportunity to connect them, but also to keep them here in the community and just give them that opportunity to develop leadership skills and networking skills and hopefully that passion for service. And they don't necessarily have to pursue a career at a nonprofit. We hope they Consider it, but that they have a heart for public service. And that can look so many different ways, whether it's the career you're in, the board service, the volunteering that you do, but just creating those opportunities. And so I say that because I think that all organizations have somewhat of a responsibility to try to create more of these opportunities for our youth and college age students to really get that leadership ability because we expect people to be leaders. But as we've talked about, Keith you don't always know how. Nobody hands you this leadership 101 unless you're actually in a program called organizational leadership, right? But even that's a journey. And so I think the more we can create these opportunities, the better off we're going to be developing leaders for the future.
0: I completely agree. What a wonderful thought. I'd like to leave us with our challenge right now because of that wonderful thought and ask everyone, invite everyone to think of ways that they can create more leadership opportunities for those around them. And especially in the community, how they can get people involved in the community. I love what Shanna's doing and all the work that she's done throughout her life and her career and looking at ways. And I know for myself that it hasn't always been easy to understand the opportunities there are to get involved in the community. And so I think there's a natural beneficial relationship between creating leadership opportunities and exposing people to ways to benefit the community that could help our youth and our leaders, just as Shanna's talking about. So I invite you to think about how you can be more intentional about that. Now, before I give Shanna some final thought, I have one more question that I really want to focus on. And it goes back to this mission statement of leveraging resources. And, you know, we've lived in this global pandemic now for quite some time and, you know, resources have taken on new meanings in a lot of ways, because of this pandemic and we've seen supply chain shortages with what we would consider true or traditional resources and Now we're also seeing other things and we're starting to recognize more fully with people resigning from their jobs, the resource of time and what it means to be with your family. And and so we're looking at resources in different ways. And I love the value statement that you all put together at United Way that talks about how United Way of Pueblo County has always stood for coming together to support one another in their time of need. Now more than ever, we stand together for equity, strengthening, and healing for all in our community. What beautiful words. So how do you make that a reality when the needs are so great?
1: That's such a great question. And it's a really big one and it's a complicated one. And what we have found, and I don't think it's new to the pandemic, but the the pandemic certainly amplified this. There's not enough money in the world to address every need. We see that through the grant. So we administer grants um, to nonprofits in the community based on some of our priority funding areas, and there are always so many more requests than we're able to fulfill. And they're most often very good requests. And so we saw this also when we administered a large number of CARES dollars that came through as part of the Coronavirus Relief Act for emergency rent and mortgage and utility assistance. And so those funds, there just wasn't enough for everybody who needed them. And so as an organization, we're really trying to look at how can we help organizations and individuals build their own capacity. And so some of that is with some of our nonprofit support and capacity building and development. Those are some of the goals that we have moving forward on how do we help nonprofits really expand, you know, nonprofits We really look at them as partners. I think sometimes in our communities, nonprofits can look at other nonprofits as competitors, but it's that idea that if we all rise together, we're we're lifting each other up. And so if we can help other nonprofits be more successful in some of their capacity building, that would be a huge success for us. As far as individual needs, we are looking at some really great opportunities and we're just getting ready to launch some, some major initiatives around financial empowerment work. And so how do we get individuals to achieve their goals? And everybody's goals are going to be different, but what can we do to help people be successful? And it goes back to that idea of equity, right? Giving people what they need to be successful. And so that's really where we're headed, is how do we make these resources go as far as possible to impact the most people and to really empower others, nonprofit organizations, our community, and individuals, so that they can... I think it goes back to what we said, be the best versions of themselves.
0: I love it. And such a wonderful representation of the collaborative solutions you're hoping to build. And Thero said it on his episode, the best I've been thinking about it ever since. And I even titled his episode after this comment that he made that all might have a larger piece from a larger pie. And too often we look at the pie and we think that we have to take bigger pieces from other people but we really should be looking at expanding the pie so everyone else can have a big piece as well. And I love that thought. I love how you look at your other nonprofits as partners and how you can collaborate with them and help build, because I think that at its root is a true example of servant leadership. And I also love this idea that you talk about how to build people up. I think too often, it's hard for people to truly understand the hard, challenging environment it is to build yourself out of multi-generational poverty. And we often make it a, a numbers game, well, if they just had more money or if they just had a better job, but there's really a lot more that needs to go into this problem set that we're just not doing. And it requires a much bigger collaboration. And in my mind, it requires true servant leaders to recognize that this isn't just throw money at the problem. We have to build people. We have to help raise them out of this multi-generational poverty. And I think some of your initiatives are, are geared that way and I just love it.
1: Well, thank you. And I think it's also important to remember that, you know, yes, multi-generational poverty is such a tough issue to address and really get to the root of, but any one of us at any time can be someone who needs a hand up. And quickly, just reflecting, when I was nine years old, our house burned, and we lost everything. And fortunately, we had insurance, we had, you know, family, but if we wouldn't have had the people around us who came the day of the fire, I will never forget a neighbor, we barely knew her, handed the keys to her house and said, please make yourself at home. If there's anything you need, let me know. And That just has stayed with me my whole career. I think just remembering that it can happen to any one of us. And we probably, a lot of listeners probably experienced that through the pandemic, whether themselves or their neighbors or their families, any one of us can need help. And so I think making sure that we are part of the solution and that we are really coming from a place of care and compassion and understanding and not judgment and wanting to really help those and lift people up that's, that's where my heart really is. And, and that's why I do the work that I do.
0: Well, I don't even know what to say. Cause that's just a wonderful comment. A wonderful way to close everything up, but I'll give you one last opportunity. Is there anything that you want to say to our listeners before we end this episode?
1: Well, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to be on this podcast and for you talking about servant leadership, because as we discussed before, we're all going to be put in moments of needing to be a leader. And so being able to better understand what it means is just awesome. And I hope that there are more people having these conversations. I'm so glad you are, but to the listeners, I would just say that, you know, always be curious and learn and open to learning and be humble because it goes back to, we can learn something from every experience we have, and it will make us better better humans, better leaders. And so I would just say that, that always be curious and be open to learning and and becoming a leader. And you're probably, if if you're listening, going, I'm not a leader, you're probably wrong. We all are leading someone and there's someone looking up to you somewhere.
0: Thanks so much, Shanna. One of my motivations behind this podcast is that I just feel so blessed in my life with the people that the Lord's placed in my life. And I wanted to in my limited way, share their voices with others. And today, I hope that you see just a glimpse of the amazing servant leader that Shanna is, because what we talked about today is only a small dose of all that she does and a wonderful example of servant leadership and all that she does for the wonderful community of Pueblo, Colorado. And they're lucky to have you. And thanks for joining us. And thanks all of you for listening on another episode of the All Might Be Edified discussions on servant leadership. You can also visit the blog at www.theallmightbeedified.com and have a wonderful day.